Hey gang, Ross Brand here for LivestreamUniverse.com, and welcome to Livestream Stars. This is the show where we feature talented broadcasters delivering high-quality content across live stream platforms, and this is the season finale of season five of Livestream Stars. We'll be taking some time off during the summer, but uh, we definitely saved a great guest for the last show, and I'm so excited to introduce Jackie Meow. She's a live streaming polyglot chef who occasionally breaks into accents and songs. Jackie's life mission is to promote peace, love, and cultural understanding through the sharing of food, music, and languages. And Jackie goes by Dining Happy uh, all across social media. She's a multicultural fusion chef, a social content producer, and a live video streamer. The first chef on Periscope to create a 360 live streaming cooking show. Her show, 360 Kitchen, has been seen by more than 2 million people and has helped her gain more than 20,000 organic followers across several social media platforms in 18 months. Um, also, for her work in social media, Jackie's been featured internationally on dozens of media outlets, including BBC, Discovery, Nat Geo TV, Guardian, and New York Times. She was a speaker at Summit Live. Uh, she's considered a, a vintage matter in the internet years, as she's been blogging and webcamming since 1995. She's arguably one of the first bloggers and live streamers to hail from Malaysia, and we'll get into her background a little more as we go along. But welcome, Jackie. It's great to have you on the show. And as we were getting ready, anybody who's seen Jackie knows she has many, many different accents she does. And I was trying to remember what your real voice sounds like. Uh, first of all, it's really glad to be. I'm really glad to be here, uh, Ross. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, you know, that's that's something that I um, I kind of like struggle with because I think I think because of my background, I've I've lived everywhere and I have a very sort of like multicultural background. So sometimes it's hard for me to know what my real real accent is like. I think I I, I kind of adapt you know, to who I'm speaking with. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome, Zef Zan. Zef is from uh, Malaysia, also Edward O'Gara joining us. Great to see you both. Please do share this out. Uh, and if you're just joining us, do uh, throw a comment in the chat. Let us know you're here. Say hello. And uh, we'll be happy to take your questions for Jackie as well. We're going to talk about cooking and food, and we're going to have a good time. And also, of course, Jackie is an expert live streamer, so please do bring your questions about live streaming as well. And it's funny because I saw you on the panel at Summit Live with Leslie Nance and um, Mama Bear Alaska and, um, let's see, Andrea was, uh, Andrea, the dabbling chef, was uh, the moderator. Maybe there, I can't remember if there's somebody else on the panel. But you were just going along, like, very, very mellow, right? And you weren't in character at all. And it was sort of like, gosh, she's just so humble and down to earth. And then, like, towards the end, somebody asked you a question. And all of a sudden, you, it became like comedy hour. And the last couple minutes were so funny. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I remember the panel. It was pretty, pretty fun. It was great to, um, you know, be paired up with um, 
some wonderful people on live streaming. Uh, Leslie Nance, who just dropped in, yeah. right? She's <laughs> one of them. And, you know, she's a wonderful, wonderful woman. And Andrea, too. And it was just great to, like, you know, because these are people that I've spent time getting to know over the past year or so and uh, they're very invested in the uh, live streaming platform and also just what they do it's it's a we're, we kind of like you know have very similar similar interests um in food and nutrition uh and it's sometimes it's 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 kind of it's kind of hard because i i got into this because i was a board housewife <laughs> <laughs> A bored housewife needing some friends, right? <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's 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 just been like you know, eighteen months um, later, here we are, and we we're we're you know we're hooked up with mics and like headphones and right. things. <laughs> so this is all very, this is all like a, a real great adventure. Uh, I think I think it's just I, I I'm just really grateful. I'm grateful to have had you know gone through this journey with the people that I've gone through it with, and yeah, just you know happy to be here. A lot of great people, uh, including people here in our audience. Leslie Nance just joined us, as you mentioned. Mitch Jackson is here. Uh, Eduardo said, uh, don't talk about food, please. Then I'll get hungry and need a snack. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Deanne, so glad you, you could join us. Sabrina Cadini, who is uh, running things uh, at Summit Live, is with us. Um, so you're originally from, from Malaysia. That's right. Um, where where else have you lived in in getting this sort of international, global kind of diverse personality? I don't even know how to describe it. Right? Uh, all right, let's just it's hard. It's hard to label me. Where did you pick like up a... all these great accents? Uh, <laughs> politically incorrect. Where did you pick up all these awesome accents? Okay, I think I think to begin, I have to explain to you uh, my background. Just growing up um, in Malaysia. First of all, I think some of this comes from my father. So my father uh, was a merchant navy who traveled around the world and worked for a British uh, uh, merchant um, uh, navy uh, shipping line. And uh, so he's traveled around the world. And so he, my, my dad's kind of, you know, very, he's a unique personality. And, yeah. and from there, he's also, because uh, Malaysia is a former British colony. And um, so with the with that, everybody sort of like, you know, kind of grows up knowing how to speak um, English, or, but, you know, with a little bit of a Bornean lilt. I'm from Borneo. I'm from the island of Borneo. So there's that. And then uh, my my grand my grandfather actually is um, I, I'm trying my best to not like. <laughs> like overwhelm you with like all this like different this is fascinating things. but yeah so but um my uh, my grandfather was actually american um uh, an american expat in borneo so so there's a little bit of that and then a little bit of my dad and then i went to a school that you know featured um a very international uh teaching um teaching uh, um, just teachers of were very international, you know, from Sri Lanka, from uh, New Zealand, from Australia, from the States. So it's just like, I'm really all over the place because, you know, like my English teacher is Kiwi. So, 
you know, it's like for years, right? You're being taught by somebody who um, has a, a, a you know a different accent. You know, you pick some of that up, and then uh, personally as well, I think um, I, I I came to the states when I was 16 for college. Mm-hmm. So then I picked a little bit of that. So it's just, I try see see the thing is is the funny thing is I, I technically I think I can do like um, a straight American accent if I wanted to but I, I that is one accent that I've tried very hard not to like you know get correctly because I think subconsciously I'm thinking like okay because uh it's it's just maybe like you know more interesting to sound <laughs> a little different. <laughs> But then, but then, yes, after college, I went back to Asia and then uh, I stayed in Asia for about five years and then moved to London for two years. And then that's where I got like into the whole British accent thing because everybody taught like this. And It it seems like now what's interesting is when you're explaining like I could do an American accent and then all of a sudden you're you're speaking English perfectly, like American English, like like with no accent whatsoever could be like the perfect Midwestern accent. Right. (laughs) But it seems like your favorite from watching your shows, your favorite is um, sounding like uh, somebody who came from China about. (laughs) Two generations ago, right? Like an eighty, an eighty-nine year old uh, in Chinatown, New yeah. York, or something. That seems like your favorite. I know my show is not very politically correct. You know, I, I sometimes I get some some very hateful comments from people who who struggle with uh, with their accent, right? Um, uh, like people from from that part of the world, and they're like, "You're a disgrace." <laughs> But then, but the thing is, I come with it, right? I come, I, I kind of approach this, you know, with a, with, with a very fun attitude. And, and my intention is really not to, um, not, not to ridicule, right? Um, any people group. It's, it's, it's more of like, you know, I really am like celebrating diversity and by doing all these things, like, and by, by, like, kind of like, you know, taking on, the, uh, the 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 character of somebody uh, from a certain part of the world, right? It 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 right. it, it amuses me f- first of all, and secondly, it amuses other people. So I just I don't know. I just kept doing it. <laughs> right, right. right. Hey, you know, but yeah, I don't even know if your food. Like, I don't know too much about cooking, so I have no idea whether your food is good or whether you know anything about cooking. I just watch for the comedy chef. and the accents. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually quite a serious chef. Uh, my family owned about five different eateries um, over the course of 10 years or so. And uh, we're not in the restaurant business anymore, but um, I do have a background in, um, in setting up restaurants and, and cooking. I've been cooking since I was 12. Uh, I don't, I, I didn't go to culinary school, but um, the type of cooking that I do is, um, it's, it's very like a lot of home cooked food and I learned from grandmothers and, and aunts. And, you know, I, I interview people and I try and get people's secret recipes in a roundabout way <laughs> because I just really am very, very obsessed with, um, with um, excellence in the, 
dining experience because I think, you know, if I, if I have a bad meal, I end up wanting to have a redemption meal, which is not good because then it's just more calories, right? So I try my best to make my meals as pleasurable as possible the first time around so that I don't need a redemption meal. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So you can find Jackie, of course, on social media at Dining Happy. And also her website is DiningHappy.com. She's got a mailing list, uh, DiningHappy.com slash members. Uh, so check that out. Join her mailing list. Get uh, some insider tips and you give out recipes as well? I do, but I haven't gotten to a point where I've made it, you know, sustainable yet, mainly because, um, you know, one of the things about cooking shows is that there's a lot of prep involved. Right. From the uh, from recipe creation to um, uh, shopping to prepping and then to cooking and then to cleaning, right? So, right. so there's just so much to do. And when I was based in Asia, it was easier because I had help. I had a domestic helper who was helping me. And so, when you can uh, sort of like outsource part of the tasks to somebody else, then you can cut everything down to half, right? But for mm. me now, like I have a day job. This isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a day job and uh, with my day job and uh, life's demands and I'm involved in like, you know, so many different stuff, like uh, a community types of things. Um, and uh, the, sh the uh, cooking show, it's, it's been, it's been a little challenging to try and um, get organ, get a, a, an organized uh, system out where I can share a lot of recipes. But when I do share recipes, uh, they're good recipes. Yeah. Welcome, yeah. Barb. Welcome, Eric. Good to see you guys. Definitely share this out. Please let people know. Uh, I'm so excited to have Jackie on. If you don't know, she is the host of Dining Happy with Jackie, and she also hosts a 360 video show. Um, tell everybody about that and what you're doing with that. Hi. So, okay. So, I just, I just want to, uh, can I... I see some comments coming up. To, am I answering them right away or like you're, you're no, what I'm doing? Okay. So what I'm doing um, for those who may be new to be live TV is I can take comments that people put in the chat and I can show them on the screen. Okay. So that's, I'm just showing comments uh, when new people join and when people okay. have things, if it's a question, I, I will, I will put it on the screen, but I'll actually ask it to you. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. Um, yes. 360. Um, Good, because I, I didn't remember the questions. <laughs> I'm going to come back and remember the question. Yeah. So 360. Um, yeah. So I do a show called 360 Kitchen. And um, it is a, uh, a cooking show that features my entire kitchen. <laughs> And my entire workspace, and and uh, I, I do it through a 360 camera, and yeah, no, no, I guess it's like a, a real, a, a very different sort of like experience because it's more immersive and uh, it's interactive. People can kind of like move the uh, the viewpoint around to check things got, uh, things out, and so that's kind of what I I, I I've been doing. Uh, I took a little break though. I took a little break from 360 broadcasting uh, to kind of regroup and um, re-strategize to see if um, that's 
going to be something that I want to move forward with you know, for the rest of the year. But, but yeah, but I, I was doing 360 kitchen for about three months. Wow. Yeah. And when you do 360, um, the video, I guess, from what I've seen on 360, I haven't watched a lot of 360, isn't always that easy to see, right? Like it's, it's not the best, the best quality yet. Um, does it take, is that a challenging to like sort of get everything in <laughs> in a certain place or you just rely on people to scroll back, you know, scroll around and see what they see? Well, I think first of all, when you're doing 360, you, you kind of, there's a certain order to your house that you need to go. Like, at least yes. space <laughs> showing, right. You, you, you can't be like showing everything. <laughs> right, so, that's the great um, thing about video. You can have like an entire mess or you can have all private stuff and only what the camera front, you know, hits you in the front. That's it. Right. Yes. And every, it looks like you're in a studio or you're in your home office and then everything else could be chaos. You know, you yeah. can be sitting in the middle of the street as long as you have a, <laughs> backdrop that looks like it's in a room right but right, right. but not so give away all the secrets <laughs> yes 360 not so so with 360 they see everything they see your toes they see, they see everything <laughs> you know it's just kind of like so you have to be very mindful you're like okay i have to wear shoes because otherwise if we're gonna get like you know some trolls <laughs> that may say inappropriate things that you know just kind of yeah so so the, with 360, it's kind of like a very, uh, you have to, you know, approach it with a different mindset as well. It's it's more revealing of everything, mm. right? And you can't control what people choose to spend their attention <laughs> on too. That's the thing. Uh, but um, if you if you kind of like, um, you approach it with a, a, a mindset that, you know, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing what I'm sharing and I, I, you know, I trust that the audience will kind of follow my recommendation on what right, to right. look at during the time, you know? Yeah. But otherwise it, it is, it is a, it is a mind, mind trip. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> if anybody has questions for Jackie about live streaming 360 video or cooking food, uh, wants to hear a certain accent, find out if she can do that, <laughs> throw it in the chat and we will definitely ask her, her, um, easy for me to say we would ask her uh and so what i what i'm kind of wondering is like when you do your shows right do you have a schedule um because i just kind of come across you when i come across you and and sometimes i'm watching the replay but do you do you do a, a schedule on periscope or do you live stream like when it fits into your into your day and when you're you're kind of ready to do it so ideally, I would have a set schedule, but at the moment, I'm kind of shifting things around. For about a year, I did have a schedule, so I would I would uh, scope. I think like at five o'clock every evening, uh, Pacific time, to make dinner, and then you know, uh, so that was kind of my schedule for a while, but. I don't know about you, but man, that is not so sustainable. Like after you've been doing that for a whole year, every single day at the same time, every day, right? You find out that there are times where like at five o'clock on Wednesday night, right? Something else is going on and I can't show up. So, so, um, so 
I, I'm still kind of like figuring out, you know, whether or not this is something that I can, I, I can do like daily at a, at a set specific time. Um, but by and large, I try to keep to the schedule. Right now it's uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, yeah, dinner time too. But before it was like every single day. Yeah. It's difficult. I, I was doing, uh, for a while, I was doing updates every single day and you don't realize like uh it takes a lot out of you let's just yeah. put it that way right <laughs> um and so I'm, I'm gonna be taking a, a break from hosting show i mean i have a few scheduled but other than that i'm not gonna do weekly shows um during during the summer this year <laughs> for the first time i'm gonna take a break so um it, it's good and when you get away from it too you come up with new ways of looking at it and thinking things you're not just like okay i gotta recreate the parts to make sure i have the show right but you step back and you're like wow you know it'd be really cool if i did this but you don't always have time to do that if you're doing a show every day yeah. or even sometimes weekly it just becomes about like getting the next content out there yeah you end up being on this what they call a content treadmill so yes. that yeah so so that that can be like really really exhausting uh and and it's not just physical exhaustion i'm talking about it's like you know mental exhaustion emotional exhaustion there's all sorts you know that come into play and especially for me because i get into character right i, I become <laughs> like for a little while yeah i become totally british right and this goes on for like 30 minutes and then the other 30 minutes i'm like all indian right so uh yeah it's just yeah it takes a lot out of you when you particularly when you get into like different characters and you switch from accent to accent and you have to keep things interesting because people are rolling in and coming out really and they're reading and and uh, so to try and keep that energy at a high level over a long period of time and to be consistent and, and just kind of like on point all the time, every single day, at the same time every day, <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> but, but saying that, it is very, very, it's been like an amazing and amazing experience for me. It's just the learning experience has been like you know, immense for me. Yeah. Did you ever do stand up comedy? No, I haven't, actually. <laughs> have you ever thought about it? I, uh, I have. I just don't know. I don't know uh, much about it, actually. <laughs> don't know much about stand-up comedy. Right, right. So if anybody has questions for Jackie, please do throw them in the chat. If you have an accent you want to hear, a story you want to tell about some different kind of food from around the world, um, Jackie is awesome. Uh, Dining Happy at Dining Happy is uh, their social media handle, and it's DiningHappy.com and DiningHappy.com slash slash something slash members. If you want to join the email list, here we go. Let me let me use the feature on BeLive TV, DiningHappy.com slash members, and then I don't have to try and remember it. So, Jackie. <laughs> What what is your favorite recipe to make? Like, if you just could only make one recipe every day, what would what would it be? If you had to just limit yourself to one thing, Ooh, that is a very difficult one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think everything that I do, um, you know, revolves around variety. 
everything, my, my, my background, just the fusion food, you know, the Malaysian food that comes out like a bowl of noodles would have Indian, Chinese, Malay, British influences right. all in it. Right. So it's, it's it's so difficult for me to to kind of like pick a dish a, a favorite dish that I can eat every single day, um, but if I had absolutely no choice, I've got to like stick to this one thing. I think it would be um, my French vinaigrette, and the reason for that is because it's so versatile. You 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 make this base French vinaigrette and. You can basically spice it up the way you want it. Like, you know, I add some chopped basil and, you know, it changes. Like if you add some some curry powder, it changes. Or So so I think just that and you can kind of like just use it. It's like a sauce, right, in essence. Right. It's, um, it's a salad sauce. You can put it on chicken. You can put it on everything. So I think it would be that, the vinaigrette. So Eduardo asks, what would you do for a menu if Mark Zuckerberg is watching your live stream? <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg? Okay. Um, I think the first thing I do would be to find out you know, what he likes. Before the first thing you do is to say, welcome to Periscope, Mark. Take a look. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know, I'll be saying, oh, I'll be doing more Facebook lives now that you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first thing I do is ask him what, what he likes, at least find out, find out uh, um, what are the things he, he, he likes in uh, the profile, the, 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 the taste profile in a dish that he likes. So if it's somebody who likes something very healthy, then I would, you know, look towards like making things that are more healthy. If he's more adventurous and he likes to maybe, you know, live on the edge a little and try something a bit more like exotic, then I'd probably make like a laksa, a coconut, uh, a, a seafood coconut uh, noodle soup from mm. Malaysia. So, so that's, that's some, that's one of my favorite things to make for people or something Vietnamese because Vietnamese food uh, um, is, is uh, so complex in in terms of um, its uses of uh, uh, herbs that are unknown to a lot of right. people, right? So it's not just the Thai basil, but it's you know, other types of herbs like uh, fish mint and perilla leaves and you know, things like uh, the, uh, the laksa leaf. They have all these different like Vietnamese names for them, but they just use so many different types of herbs that I think a lot of people haven't been exposed to. So that's, that's something that um, if, 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 some, if he were very, very adventurous, if he was very adventurous, I would, I would be like, okay, either a Vietnamese roll featuring some interesting herbs or uh, or laksa, Malaysian laksa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Zef Zan is in. <laughs> yeah, hi, Zan. <laughs> so I also want to give a quick shout out to Alfredo. Thanks for joining us. Sandra, Claudia, Santiago, Zakia. Uh, I think I saw Nick Rishwain here earlier. Um, so thanks, everybody, for joining. Please do share this out. Let people know. Uh, and do bring the questions for Jackie Meow, the host of Dining Happy, and also a 360 cooking host. And so are you the first one to do a 360 cooking show? Yes. Yes. Wow. I think I am the first one. Uh, yeah. So 
Um, I hope you don't mind me asking this question, but um, have you gotten approached by by sponsors or companies or anything, uh, either like makers of 360 cameras or just, you know, in the food industry who, you know, want to get their products and services in front of your audience? Yeah, I've I've had I've been approached by uh, different brands, different companies, even even uh, apps. All you know, like uh, being approached by quite a lot of different people um, to kind of like promote their things, and you know, people wanting to kind of uh, set up a partnership uh, to to promote their products and to do sales. But um, yeah. But um, I, I don't know, though. But here's the thing. I think like a lot of people on uh, on social media, they're they're hoping to like, you know, that's kind of like something that most people strive towards, which is to, you know, to, to land a sponsor or right. to, uh, to to kind of like, you know, get these 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 uh, these brands interested. But I I'm I have a very different view about that you know like i i i because i think i think it's just like my 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 experience as well just i've i've worked with sponsors in the past for other things not not specifically on live streaming and it is um you know very energy taxing to be in to 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 be in a, a mindset, a client, like, you know, have a client services mindset all the time. And it really restricts your, your, your ability to be truly like creative and to be yourself. And, and I'm not saying that I'll never work with sponsors. I think that it's, it, it it's a matter of having the, you know, being, being matched to the right brands. Right. Um, and if, the brands are not right for me or I'm not right for the brand, then, you know, that isn't the point. It's not about, for me at least, you know, live streaming isn't only about like sponsorship um, opportunities. Yeah. Right. Right. Now, how did you go about building an audience? Did you just get on and do what you do and people found you or did you have like a social media strategy or a way that you were marketing your show that, that brought in new people and let people made it easier for people to find you and that kind of thing. I think initially I didn't really have any sort of like planned uh, strategy. Initially it was really about like uh, just checking things out, you know, scouting around, seeing what other people are doing. And then really, I didn't really have this agenda of, 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 um, kind of growing my audience in a massive way or anything when I first live stream, it really was about, Oh, this is new. This is interesting. Let's try it out. And then you meet people, right? You meet people and then you, you form relationships with them. And then you have these, these sort of like, you know, relationships that you build like with people and it just, and then you realize this is a really, you know, the, the human element to it. You can't, it's, it's not really only about the numbers. You're the, it's people right. behind who are watching you and you're, you're forming sort of like you're, you're serving them and you're, you're helping them. And so initially, the, I didn't really have like a plan. But as I, as I kind of like got more serious into it because I was investing so much time on, on the platform, I, I started to think about you know, 
the ways that I could improve my broadcast. And when I when I started doing that,、uh, I realized that you know more and more people started following me. Yeah. So the quality of my content、uh, was sort of like directly、um, uh, influencing you know how many people were following me. So then I, I I think you know that it just kind of like you know went, it very organically happened that way. So the better like the more the more I try to create value. Mm-hmm. Right.、And、the more I serve more valuable content, then I found that, yeah, my my viewership grew.、Yeah. Since we have a, a lot of live streamers here, what are some of the things that you did to improve the quality of your broadcasts or improve the quality of your content? Okay, I think the the very first thing I did was,、um, and and I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna just give you a little bit of a, a, a con. Give you a bit of context here. When I first live stream, I was very afraid to be myself, afraid to show who I was, because I w- was worried that the world was going to judge me, right, for、mm-hmm. every single imperfection that I had, be it a character flaw or like you know maybe like a gap, you know, on my teeth, <laughs> like a gap on my teeth, or anything, right? You just you think. About these things, right? It's like, oh, you know, it's just like there's something, or else, or maybe my eyes are not like, you know,、um, uh, you know, uh, uh, symmetrical or something. Like, oh, you think about things like that. And but、uh, the the first thing I did was to really, really like push that aside and say, okay, don't worry about all that stuff and just be yourself, right? And and I think that. You know, When people see me and they say, "Oh, okay, you got, you got," how did you gain all these followers? And I don't think it's a lot, but I think, you know, for some people, it may be a lot.、Uh, the first thing I did was just to,、um, you know, let my true self come out, like authenticity. You know, like just be more authentic. Just like, okay, don't worry so much about what people think. Just really be yourself, right? So that's the first thing I did,、um, and then once I I did that, I stopped worrying so much about trying、right. to make everything perfect or like to produce things in such a perfect way, and I could just like sort of totally be myself and let everything kind of like flow out of me, and then I started introducing some structure. Yeah, from、mm. from. From how I、uh, how I greet people to how I close my broadcast and everything in between, so so and then so the, but that is that is constantly going on. You know, the improvement doesn't stop.、Um, I I kind of apply a very like Japanese way of thinking, like you know, like a lean management principle, like you know,、right. little little、um, improvements all the time, and there's always something you can improve upon. You know. So that's that's how I like continue to. Yeah. So in your case, allowing yourself to be yourself meant allowing yourself to do other people's accents, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of sort of like Summit Live, right? For the you played it straight for like the first forty five minutes, and the last fifteen minutes, Jackie、yeah. came out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think I think if I if I truly just arrived. Right, the first minute and start doing it. I think it would just freak people out. But、um, 
Yeah, being myself meant that I I stopped I stopped trying to 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 just kind of like limit my limit myself to one way of being, and just really like if I felt like I wanted to do accents, I allowed myself to do accents, or like if I felt like I wanted to speak in a foreign language while I'm doing a predominantly English broadcast with a mostly、uh, English speaking viewers, right?、Mm-hmm. I allowed myself to say a few words that are, you know, like in a foreign language. So I just gave myself that space to really just、um, express myself, right, as much as I could, you know, like the, the the whole of me, like all these different facets of me. And I didn't, I didn't when I when I started when I began live streaming in the beginning, I didn't do that. Right.、Mm-hmm. So, what are some other favorite recipes, and maybe what's something that、um, you've learned to like that maybe you didn't like it originally, but you tried it on your show, or you know, people requested it or whatever, and then you you found out, well, I kind of like this. Hmm. Um. I don't. I think it was sea urchin, uni.、Mm. Yeah. Uni, I I I didn't think that I would like it. I thought that it was going to be something that was going to taste very fishy, like the skin of a, a raw mackerel, like a like a sashimi mackerel skin. Right? I thought it was going to taste like that, like just raw and fishy, but it didn't. It tasted really nice, like really buttery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what is the biggest challenge about cooking on video versus, like, if you're just cooking and you don't have to worry about a camera or an audience or whatever? Like, how does it make things more challenging when you're trying to do a show and cook at the same time?、Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, for starters, when I'm just cooking without an audience, I I don't need to read comments. And- <laughs> I don't. I don't need to worry about losing my fingers, right? Like, right. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, the I think the challenging part about like cooking and live streaming is 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 being safe, and then at the same time, just you know, knowing when to like not look at the screen and when to focus, because a lot of things can go wrong, right? You could. You could accidentally, like you know, you you get the wrong rhythm, and you could accidentally kind of nick yourself, you know, in the finger, or like you could burn yourself while you're cooking something, especially like with Asian cooking as well, like Chinese cooking especially. You have like a hot wok, and everything、right. is flash fry and quick. And if if you if you choose to read a comment at the at the wrong moment, <laughs> at the, yeah, you, you could hurt yourself. Right.、So. Right. I think those are those are at least those are my challenges. But I、um, thankfully that has probably only happened once or twice in the past eighteen months, and and the one time was because I dropped something in a, a pot of hot oil, and the the oil kind of splashed back into my eye. Oh my! And then the second time was I've never cut myself on 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 on、uh, live streaming though. Amazing, right? I've had hundreds、right. and hundreds of touch wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, touch wood.、Um, but but there was that hot oil splashing, and the the second one was when I had I think、um, I was grilling a steak, and 
um, I used a low smoke point oil and it just kind of like got really smoky in the house. And then the, uh, the smoke <laughs> alarms came on. And you're like, tell everybody, don't do this at home. <laughs> but we're going to keep <laughs> know, going. Yeah. With the show. <laughs> so it's just, uh, yeah, just those two times. But other, otherwise, you know, every it, it's been, it's been okay. It's been, yeah, but yeah. it takes, it takes skills to kind of get it, get it, get it down to, to right. come and to um, also like, you know, read comments and answer. I also, I think I struggle with like, like focusing as well because so many things are happening. Right. So I would read like half a sentence of a question and then drop off and like completely forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I love how you said touch wood. Uh, this is so Malaysian of you to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah what's your um like we've heard you do british accent american accent uh a variety of different asian accents what accent would surprise people that you could do pretty well that people wouldn't expect to hear from you hmm. um <laughs> it's so politically incorrect i can't i can't even try like, yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when i'm on the spot uh, it's just, uh, you're but, just amongst friends here <laughs> um i think uh, i think that the uh, funnily funnily i think the most uh the the most uh surprising one is the korean accent because i'm not korean i'm malaysian and chinese and and right. so when i when i pull it out like i think people go whoa where did you get that how did you how did you manage that right how did you learn the uh korean accent and uh and the reason for that is because i hung out with a lot of korean people from korea for two years <laughs> and i was able to kind of like learn that <laughs> um, but you don't want to share that right now. Uh, <laughs> maybe when I'm cooking, like maybe I'm making kimchi. When you're Korean, making Korean food, it's okay. But yeah, otherwise, right. it's a little politically incorrect. Yeah, so I try, I try not to pull it out unless uh, unless um, it's appropriate. Like when I right. when I'm serving the food or like I'm <laughs> celebrating something great about the culture, then that's when that's when I pull it out. So it is a sort of like a very sensitive issue, I guess. Like, uh, like I said, I've had people come into my broadcast, you know, saying like other people of a similar um, uh, cultural backgrounds who were very offended by uh, what I was doing. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and so I have to kind of like approach this in, in a, in a, in a very delicate way and to make sure that, you know, there are other things around that I can celebrate before. I pull right. It. Right. <laughs> and, and, and then when you do pull the accent out, you're, you're thinking about classmates and teachers, relatives, friends, like what are, are there certain inspirations or you just have it down now to where you don't even have to think about the somebody or how they talk or whatever. I think <laughs> I think I do think about the people that um you know I guess they were my teachers and they weren't aware that they were cuz I just kind of <laughs> learned it out. <laughs> uh yeah, I do I do think about how people would act and then and I acted out kind of like in my head or yeah, so like for example, when I do the Korean thing, it's it's in direct relation to I I used to um, I 
I used to date a Korean guy, right? So that while I was dating him, I, I was a certain way with him because he was a certain way. So, so I, so I would remember, I guess I would remember how I was, right? At the time, in, you know, many years ago. And then I, I guess that it would come out that way. Or like, um, if I pull up the Japanese accent, it would be just, Directly related to the dozens and dozens and hundreds and hundreds of tourists that I've met in Hawaii, right? <laughs> or, or just the just the tourists that I met uh, when uh, when my dad was running um, his uh, tour company in Malaysia, because you know we served a lot of Japanese tourists and and just my interaction with people. Right, right. Yeah. Where in Malaysia are you from? I'm from Malaysian Borneo. Oh, okay. That's yeah, right. You said that Sabah. earlier and I was listening, but I was just testing you to see if you remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, East East Malaysia. So it's uh I'm from a a, a, a small place uh um south of like two hours by flight from uh, Manila in uh the Philippines, because you know, Southeast Asia they're quite closely um the the, the islands at least are, are quite quite close close together. Um right. Hmm. And have you traveled a lot, like uh, to a lot of the different countries, either in Asia or uh, in Europe or South America or anywhere else that you've been inspired by the food? Oh, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. accent. I, I, that is the only reason I travel now because of food. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I am, you know, some people travel for different reasons, right? I mean, people travel to look at scenery. I do too, but predominantly it, I, I'm all about going to a country to learn certain cooking skills that I may want to learn. Like right now I'm looking at uh, potentially visiting Japan so that I can learn something about washoku, uh, washoku cooking, right? Ja uh, traditional Japanese home cooking. So like in my mind, I'm thinking if I want to go to Japan, I want to enroll myself into a cooking course. So it's just, just, right. I, I travel that way or like I would eat like, oh, I want to go and eat at that 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 sushi bar, the the Jiro. Everybody keeps talking about this Jiro sushi bar like at, right. at the Tokyo subway. So 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 I, I travel and then I eat when I travel. Um, I think one of my favorite cities is Madrid. Because they just like uh, I I love Spanish food so mm. much. The, just the jamon, it's not the healthiest thing, right? Because it's very salty and it's pork fat, right? But it's so good. I love it. Yeah. So now you probably will understand this question. I don't know if anybody else will, but I'll let you answer it and educate us. Zef oh. says Saba or Sarawak. Oh, Zef, uh, Saba. I'm from Saba. Oh, it's a place. Yeah, it's a oh, state. Okay. <laughs> thought it was a couple Not of Borneo, different yeah. ingredients. Although there is an ingredient called Sarawak black pepper, and that's actually an ingredient. It's just a black pepper from that area. Do you like spicy food or do you like mild oh, food? I love spicy food. Uh, yeah, Malaysia food is all about spicy food. I grew up around Indian food and Malay food and Indonesian food. So super spicy. I absolutely, I love it. Right, right. Um, and what kind of, like when you make your own food, do you make hot food? I do, but these days I, 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 my, um, 
my tolerance to spiciness, I think, is not as good as when I was like a lot younger. Uh, I, so, so these days, you know, they're they're a lot less spicy than what I used to do. Like before, I would just douse my entire noodle bowl like in right. half a jar of of like you know jalapeno peppers. But now I can't do that anymore. <laughs> and is that in part because the, you just don't have a lot of spicy food around? Um, like when you go to a restaurant, and you see something's got like the one spice next to it on the menu. You're probably like. No, nah, that's not even spicy, right? <laughs> no. Um, no, I think, okay, this is going to sound very, very depressing, and I don't really want to get into, like, oh, aging, but I do think that as you age, right, your your body tends to have less, you know, it tends to be more, like, I don't know, uh, more sensitive to the elements, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, your skin gets a little thinner or like, you know, your what you're used to you're doing, which is like, you know, pour lots of chilies into your into your stomach. Right. Maybe right. It just you can't really process it as well as you used to. So to me now, like if I eat like a lot of like habanero habanero like peppers or something i definitely feel it right i feel i feel the, the the discomfort long after the meal is done so uh so i try to avoid that as much as possible now yeah. <laughs> but, but but i saying that i think my level of spicy tolerance right would probably be more than yours <laughs> or oh, like i can guarantee it's like, more than yeah. <laughs> More than yours, or more than the uh, the you know, more than somebody who 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 you know didn't grow up or like you know isn't used to eating like spicy food on an everyday basis. So, but not I. I don't think I can. I I don't think I can do like super 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 crazy like you know Scoville scale up type right. of spicy anymore. <laughs> but but just you know now I cook. I could I, I add spices to enhance the dishes. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of like it's subtle. It's got a it's got a bit of like you know, it, it makes it a little exciting, but not so much that you feel yeah it's gonna blow up <laughs> <laughs> because that can happen. <laughs> Just enough to make it interesting to eat, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that can happen. Or like you you don't want to feel like you eat things that are so crazy spicy that you need to go to the ER, right? You don't want right. you don't want it to get to that level. <laughs> Zeff said, if Jackie says she doesn't like spicy, I would hunt her down. <laughs> I love spicy food. In fact, and, and, and the other part of it is, is also, it's not that I don't like spicy food, is that I think that my body just can't handle as much spiciness as before. So, for example, like if I were to have something like a, a Thai larb, right, which mm-hmm. they like to cut lots of like little tiny bird chilies in them, they really like the Thai chilies. I love that. I would eat that. I'd like totally enjoy the meal. But then later on, I would suffer. I would suffer. I'd be like, okay, heartburn. I can't go to bed. And this is hurting a little, right? And so you don't, you don't, you know, so the, the whole thing about dining happy is it's like all, it's like all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sabrina yeah. says it's true. Your body processes uh, foods in a different way as you get older, such as dairy and certain spices. Yeah, I don't eat dairy anymore. I've oh, wow. I, I haven't eaten dairy in, in a long time though. I was always sort of allergic to it. So uh, okay, yeah. Um, 
Uh, Claudius is such a polite answer to the aging. <laughs> and Eric says he has a huge food crush right now. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess... I still, I still cook a lot of curries. I still eat a lot of spicy food, but it's just not as spicy as it used to be. You just dial it back a little. <laughs> I dial it back a little bit. My, my husband's always complaining that I dial it back too much because he just oh, he likes spicy. It. He's like, I made these, I made these uh, veggie patties, these vegan patties mm -hmm. uh, yesterday. It has zucchini, carrots, grated zucchini, grated carrots, and then I spiced it up with a, a dried chili powder with uh, turmeric, cumin, and coriander powder, and, and, and there's onions in there, and, and um, garbanzo flour, right? And then I made these like really nice patties for him, and he's just like, it's not spicy enough. And I'm like, this is plenty spicy. I put like, I must have put, I don't know, two, uh, a teaspoon and a half of, of the uh, really hot chili pepper. Right, right. Yeah, and he's like, it's not spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite city in the U.S. Um, or a favorite cuisine, like regional cuisine in the U.S. that you like when you okay. travel? The truth is I haven't really seen much of the States. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. I've lived in Hawaii. I've lived in New York. I'm based in Seattle. But everything in between, I, I don't have much experience. Um with um, just like, for example, I've never even gone to Texas to have like Texas barbecue. And everybody talks about that. Like, oh man, you don't know barbecue until you go to Texas. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's what my, that, that is what my husband tells me. You don't know barbecue until you go to Texas. <laughs> a lot of regional food is actually like, you know, a lot of food like in New York and on the West Coast is actually what people brought from whatever country their, yeah. their ancestors came from, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think right now, if I were to like pick something that I'm really excited about to, um, to learn more about is um, um, Cajun food, because that's like, you know, interesting to me, because I really, really like fusion cuisine. Like, I, I don't... <laughs> I think I think it's just something right. in me. Like I just need it to be mixed. I can't stand if it's like I I don't want to just eat Chinese food. I don't want to just eat like regular American. But I don't want just mac and cheese. I want something else in there. <laughs> <laughs> mac and cheese so, with hot yeah. sauce. Yeah, mac and cheese. Yeah. So <laughs> so to me, like Cajun Cajun food is exciting to me because there are French influences. There there's American influences. There's the mm -hmm. Creole thing, right? So I like that, and 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 also like I I'm I'm really interested in South American fusion cuisine, like uh, the uh, the 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 Japanese Peruvian food, right? right. Yeah, it's just just I I like that sort of stuff, Japanese Peruvian food or or, or um, I think that they have the, the Chinese, uh, they, the Chinese Peruvian food, they, which they call chifa. That's something that, I, that that's, that's quite interesting to me because I, I want to know, right, what that tastes like because I'm an overseas Chinese. Like I've never been to China. Right. Yeah. I grew up on a tropical island mm -hmm. and uh, my first language is uh, English. So, so to me, to me, the you know, I am Chinese, but then culturally, I'm not. Um, I'm not like mainland Chinese, or I'm like a you know, I I like 
coconuts and papayas in my food, right? So <laughs> this is something that's very different, you know, from like uh, the, the way people experience mainland Chinese food. So, and I like curry and I like, I like uh, spices that are, you know, very exotic. And even the seafood that we get in Southeast Asia is, is very different from the seafood that they get like in uh, mainland Asia. Right. So, so, so that's, that's what excites me. Just different kinds of like fusion cuisines. Like even coming out of Malaysia, there's just so many things that I, I love and I, I wish I could just share all this with the world. And right. I guess that's what I'm doing right on, on Periscope, but just things like, Something as simple as the Malaysian curry puff, which in essence is a hot pocket, right? Mm, that is, um, it's a hot pocket that has, um, that has, uh, like curry chicken or beef curry, uh, beef curry or chicken curry in, in the filling, but it's wrapped in a pastry that is, uh, that is, uh, very English, you know, it's like a right. pasty basically. So it's like these little kind of like, um, um, pasty things with curry filling inside and it's a very Malaysian snack and and but also it's got all these different influences I also like uh, I, I'm also looking into like the um, other types of food like you know Dutch Indonesian food or mm. um, uh, the other one is uh, the they call it the Kristang, Kristang cuisine coming out from um, the Malacca which is a, a mixture of Portuguese and Malaysian. It's right. a Portuguese Malaysian fusion cuisine. So, yeah. Wow. So that that those are the <laughs> things that excite me. Just just these wow. these sort of like different types. So I I I love I love tasting something that comes out right. You know, something new all the mm -hmm. time, right? So that's that's what I, I I that's what like keeps me going really. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm really hungry now. So. <laughs> We're going to have to wrap it up so I can get dinner. <laughs> this was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on, Jackie. I love what you do. I love your show. And uh, so glad that you were able to join us on Livestream Stars. The website is dininghappy.com. Uh, go to diningHappy.com slash members. Join her email list. And also at Dining Happy across social media. And you can find her particularly on Periscope where she is a super popular and funny host and makes some good food as well. Uh, Jackie Meow, thank you so much for, for joining us. What do you have coming up next? I think I'm going to figure out what I'm going to make for dinner tonight. Yeah. <laughs> dinner yeah. is next for you, too. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. I, I just want to say that I miss, I think I miss a lot of comments and questions. And yeah, it's, it's kind of, um, you know, when I'm in the middle of like answering something, it's kind of hard to like also like, you know, like catch the comments. But, you know, I'm really glad that you catch, you catch the show. And uh, yeah, Ross, thank you so much for doing this. This is, this has been amazing. I, I, and uh, yeah, so this is my, this is the last show before your break in summer. Yeah, I'm going to take a break for the summer from live stream stars. So uh, we, we did, uh, I think we did about 25 shows since January. So going to take wow. a break for a little bit. <laughs> That's good. So yeah. thanks, everybody. I will catch you on other people's live streams or maybe doing a solo stream walking down the street or something new. But uh, we'll be back with more shows definitely as the year goes along. So 
Have a great night, everybody.